0: Naked Under Our Clothes, episode four. Wow. (laughs) It's basically been a month of me recording, um, and so I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that I've kept up with this podcast and so appreciative to those of you who have listened to this podcast and have shown your support in the various ways, whether it be um, listening or providing feedback or writing emails or all three of those things. Um, thank you for sticking with me. If you have any feedback, comments, concerns, or if you want to answer the question um, that I might pose at the end of this episode, feel free to do so at End Like Naked, U O C podcast at gmail.com. Again, N like naked, U-O-C, podcast at gmail.com. Okay, getting into it. So I want to start this podcast um, talking about a little bit of the feedback that I received on episode three. And I, I the, the feedback that I'm going to talk about is specific uh, to a conversation that I had with a dear friend of mine um, last week at the end of last week and during a time when I was having really difficult um, experience at work and um, she was so graceful in the way that she called me out but so direct at the same time and you know it it hit me because I knew what energy I was under when I was recording the third episode, but I didn't realize how palpable it was. And this actually speaks to how deep this relationship with this person is and how uh, without even having to say anything, um, without being in front of her uh, recording this podcast, she picked up on the energy like that. And um, I'm so appreciative to this person, actually, um, for pointing this out and not letting me get away with it. And the feedback she gave me about episode three, talking about selling out to fit in, was that she felt like I sold out. (laughs) I'll say that again. Episode three, selling out to fit in. And yet she felt like I sold out. And the way that she thought that I sold out was interesting because, you know, in that podcast episode, I was talking a little bit about, you know, uh, withholding a piece of ourselves in efforts to make other people feel, un- or feel comfortable. And she she pointed out how I did that, even, un- well, I don't know that I would say unintentionally because... Uh, as we were checking in, I, I I made it a point to say that I, I knew that I was doing that. And I did know. But it was just interesting that that was a topic of conversation for episode three, yet I found myself holding back. And when we were talking about this, we were talking about the reasons why I chose to withhold a piece of myself and checking in with you guys. And one of the things that I mentioned to her was the fear of who was listening. I didn't know if the person who I had the conflict with, with was, uh, has ever listened to any of the episodes. Um, and yet I still found myself holding back in the fear um, in fear of this person being in the audience, and it's not even that it was a. I mean, it, I was I was talking about a specific situation, but it's never when I talk about these topics when I when I record these episodes, uh, I might be driven to talk about a certain thing because of a an experience that I've um, had that was recent. But it speaks to a larger systemic or societal or uh, a theme in my life. Um, And so it's never really meant to single out. None of these episodes or none of these topics are ever meant to single anyone out. But yet I still found myself withholding information, withholding myself in fear that that person might be listening. And she talked about that in a way where it made me question whether or not I was being my authentic self in these podcasts. And I was also questioning what it looked like to be my authentic self. Did it mean that I had to say in great detail or dive into great detail about a specific situation? Did I have to give you all that context? Could I hold anything back and still be able to speak to the, the, the experience in its entirety? And I was reflecting and I was reflecting and I was reflecting and I was doing more reflecting. And I realized that there is this level of sensitivity that I have to the people that I care about that I don't want to damage my relationship with them, or I don't want them walking away thinking that I'm speaking specifically to them. And then I realize that I don't have control over that. And that was another piece of this conversation that I thought was so important to walk away with. Um, that was a message that I held on to, I clinged on to, was I'm not responsible for people's responses to me, people's Whatever comes up for people, people's reactions to me. And that speaks directly to episode four. Um, but before we get into episode four, I just wanted to say that if that was your experience of episode three, if you felt like I was holding back, I was. And I'm not sorry for doing that because I think that at the moment when I recorded that podcast episode, that's what I needed to do for myself. But what I will say (laughs) is that episode is going to, or episode four is going to be very different in that I am going to dive deep. And if you walk away feeling like I'm I'm speaking specifically to you, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. That's not for me to take on. That's for you. And I would encourage that if you walk away from this episode feeling like I'm speaking about you or specifically to you, that you reflect deeply on why that is. Maybe it's because you found yourself in a similar situation where you were on the receiving end of this experience or you were the giver, you were the person who drove this experience for someone else. And maybe it means that you have to think about the ways that you show up for people or people show up for you and reflect on whether or not you're okay with that. But either way, let me say again, that is not my responsibility. And in saying that, I don't know that I'm, I'm speaking for anyone else when I say that it's freeing to relieve myself of the responsibility over how others perceive me, experience me. It's so relieving. It's so refreshing to know that I don't have to give a fuck. I spoke a little bit about how last week was really hard for me. And if you've listened to episode three, you'll know a little bit about what I am going to talk about um, in greater detail. It was a really difficult week um, for multiple reasons. But the main reason was receiving feedback that I was too emotionally invested. I was too emotive. And how that reflected on me in a professional context and how I was jeopardizing the perceived professionalism that I carry. And, you know, for me, it was especially hard to receive this feedback in the last week. Not because it's not necessarily true, though ask me on a different day and I might have a different response. But more because of the frequency. So last week Wednesday, I found myself in a situation where I was frustrated in a meeting at work and I expressed myself non-verbally, maybe rolled my eyes, Maybe sighed a little too loud. You know, if you know me in person, then you know I talk with my hands. And so maybe there was a little bit of that. And this person in power had a a, a visceral response to that. Felt like maybe I was challenging him in a way that uh, might have shook uh, him. And might have, um, what's the word, threatened him. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. (laughs) It might have threatened him. Actually, I would argue that it did threaten him. And I heard this feedback um, from a person that, you know, for me, means a lot. And I, I... I struggled specifically receiving this feedback from this person because first I was wondering why person A didn't tell me directly and how person A can give such feedback about my my emotiveness in a team meeting when he himself has been in that similar position. Where he has sat right across from me doing some of the same things that he called me out on. So it was frustrating that I found myself sitting in an office having to receive feedback that just didn't make sense, given the person who wanted to provide it indirectly. I was frustrated that the the feedback wasn't direct. I was also frustrated with the delivery of the feedback. It was right after an intense situation where we had to intervene with a, a young person. And I was feeling shut down during the conversation after that intervention. And I walked into this office with the intention to have a conversation about being shut down and how inappropriate it was, but walked away feeling like I was in the wrong Walked away not feeling validated. A person who normally is so good at validating me left me feeling invalidated. And it made me question this relationship and the safety that I've experienced in, in this relationship with this person. And I walked away saying to myself, can I trust this person? Do I feel safe with this person? I also walked away questioning myself and Reflecting on whether or not I was being too emotive, if I was being too unprofessional. And it was frustrating because when I started in this position as an intern, I made a point, made it a point to be myself from the beginning. I made it a point to be true to myself so this place of, of employment knew what they were getting when they hired me, knew what they were getting, knew that I was emotive, knew that I cared deeply, knew that I was passionate. And I felt like I was hired under false pretenses. Like at the beginning, I was accepted for this. I was accepted with, in my entirety that I was too emotional and that was Okay that I was too passionate, and that was okay. And it's not to say that I'm not open to feedback. I am open to feedback. But this felt like a direct attack on my person. And so, you know, Wednesday came and went, and I was reflecting to myself about whether or not I needed to make changes. Maybe I was being too emotive. And so I implemented that feedback the next day. And the next day, and I stifled myself in hopes that I wouldn't be perceived as unprofessional, that I wouldn't be perceived as too aggressive, that I wouldn't be perceived as too passionate about my work. And it felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was lying to myself, that I was cheating myself, that I couldn't be my truest self, the self that I was hired being. So I, you know, I went through my day on Thursday and tried as hard as I could to be whomever else this person wanted to, me to be, and it was uncomfortable. And then Friday rolled around, and again, I found myself stifling myself in efforts to make others feel, un- or feel comfortable. And I thought I was doing a good job. I thought I was actually implementing this feedback and I was being successful and I had a successful day under my belt, you know, Thursday, even though I had multiple conversations and I had multiple breakdowns throughout the day and was really troubled with the fact that I couldn't be myself. But I felt successful in that I was able to stifle myself and then I was able to implement this feedback, this really intense feedback I received. Then Friday came. And again, the morning started. And again, we had to intervene with the same young person. And, you know, I was being really, you know, in the context of all of this, I was still trying to be mindful of how I presented myself. I didn't want to come off too harsh. I didn't want to come off too aggressive. I didn't want to come off too emotive. So I managed it. I managed all of it. And we found ourselves having a conversation again after the intervention. And I was managing myself. At least I thought I was. And still, and still, I was called out. Called out in front of everyone. Called out in front of my peers, my colleagues, people who I respect and who I feel respect me. I was called out in a way that was so intense and so degrading. I was called out with a peer. She and I were called out and we were brought into this room where we sat down and had another conversation about being too emotive, about not aligning in our beliefs with this person in power. And it was hard to hear And there was many things that were being said, and there was a lot of things that I was tuning out, and a lot of things that I couldn't bear to participate in during that conversation. Found myself disassociating. And that was how I had to navigate that situation. Disconnected from myself. Disconnected from the situation. That was the only way I felt like I could survive the conversation and I walked away from that conversation feeling so damaged feeling like nothing I did right feeling like I was held under a microscope feeling like even the, the adjustments that I had made to my presentation for the sake of others was not good enough And I broke down multiple times on Friday. Before I left work, I had a panic attack. (laughs) And that was interesting. I felt defeated. I felt betrayed. I felt unsafe. I felt vulnerable. I felt judged. And I I took a lot of time after work over the weekend to really think about what all the, what, what it all means for me. Question whether or not this was a place that I could stay long term. Question whether or not I can trust the people that I thought I could. Question whether or not I was in fact being too emotive. And I had a therapy session on Sunday. And I digested this a little bit more. I processed it a little bit more. On top of processing it multiple times with many different people. And came to this realization. When I was younger, I always found that I had a similar feeling to what I felt last week. Felt like I was too much of an emotional burden. Felt like... I was too much for the people around me. My family in particular. When I was upset about something, I was upset about something. And sometimes for days I would be upset about something. One might call that holding a grudge. I call it invalidation. And that was hard for me, you know. And I know that other people experience the same. Where you have to navigate your home environment your family system and you might feel a certain way and all you wanted was validation from someone who mattered a parent a guardian a sibling an aunt an uncle a grandparent and you didn't receive it this has been a theme in my life since i've i've since i can remember a theme that my emotional expression was too much for people to handle and that it wasn't okay. And my my therapist so kindly pointed out that I just happened to be very emotionally expressive and perhaps the people around me have been emotionally stiffened. And when she put it so simplistically, I appreciated this, this, uh, you know, reflection. It made sense. But it didn't change the fact that I felt like because of other people's emotional inadequacies, my response emotionally was in one way or another inadequate. An inadequate being, it was too much and it was inappropriate or it was too little and that was inappropriate. But no matter what, my emotiveness wasn't accepted. In going back to work this week, I've really had to pay attention to that. I've really had to pay attention to the fact that perhaps I'm just more emotionally in tune and comfortable than others. Maybe not everyone has that gift, and it is a gift. I can't take that on for everyone. If my emotion, my emotional expression, my passion, my fire makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. But that's not mine, that's yours. Own it, own it. The question I want to leave you all with this evening is how have you found yourself to be emotionally advanced in comparison to the people around you or emotionally stiffened compared to the people around you? How do you respond when people show emotion or are emotionless? Do you project your discomfort onto others? Do you internalize others' discomfort? Think about it. You can send your submissions to N like naked, u o c podcast at gmail.com again and like naked uoc podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening and until next time